Welcome to episode 18 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. It is always a pleasure to get the recording gear out and set up to conduct an interview. My learning curve is steep, but I'll keep trying to record our great history one person at a time, although at times I'm not the sharpest interviewer going around. This episode's interviewee, Warren Kerr, was part of one of the best teams the Illawarra has ever seen, the Coromel Rangers slash Coromel United teams of the mid-1950s. Now, this comment is subjective, and there has been many great teams in the Illawarra over 130 years. For example, the South Coast United teams of the 1960s and the Wollongong Wolves of the late 1980s and late 1990s. But I believe the Coromel Rangers slash Coromel United teams of the mid-1950s would be in the top five teams of all time with ease. In a five-year period, this team, which contained the likes of Bignall, Young, Peters, Drain, Burns, Learmont, Harrington, Callan, Wheatley, James, Brown, Pierce, Willoughby, won the State Southern slash Federation League four times, won two Sydney Cups, won one State Cup and won two State League finals. Warren Kerr was part of these squads and started playing first grade football with these high quality players in State League when he was 15. The only other player at that time who played first grade state league earlier was the great Charlie Stewart, former Socceroo, state representative and Winuna great. And he did it at the age of 14. Regardless of Charlie's record, Warren's ascendancy to first grade state league shows the speed and skill Warren must have possessed. He played for Coromel Rangers in the state league, Coromel United in the federation and then Coromel Rangers in the local league, before he retired and concentrated on his family and work. Note, he did play a few games for Wyala when he worked over there for a period of time. A very modest man, Warren, after his playing days, spent over a decade on the Coromel Rangers committee as president, and additionally is a life member. And his wife Mary was part of the committee and helps add a couple of comments during this interview which was very helpful. I hope you enjoy this interview and the insights Warren gives 60-plus years after his playing career had finished. Welcome, everybody, to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the leafy surrounds of Russellvale, and I'm here with Warren Kerr. Warren, thank you for allowing me into your home. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you very kindly. Um, let's start from the beginning. Um, you were born in the Illawarra. Whereabouts were you born? Um, born in Carmel, but lived in Balgowney. Yep. And and those early years in Balgowney, um, were they playing soccer out in the streets? Um, it wasn't organised as it was uh, these days. Um, did you pick up a soccer ball relatively quickly? No. I only lived in Balgowney for one year. One year. When I was one. Okay. And then from then on, I moved to Wilga Street in Coromel, which is next door to the public school. Yep. And then I grew up there for the rest of my life there until I got married and moved away. 
And what was your uh, yeah. earliest memory of, of, of soccer in in Coromel there? Well, every kid played soccer in them days and my relations and all of us, family affairs sort of thing, they all lived across the road, over the next street. Next door was Woody or Dennis. Yep. He was growing up, he was only a little one. My brother Ray was the same age as him, Slasher. Yep. They grew up together, but they were about, what, five, ten years behind me? And... and um you speak about the family and um, Bill, or, or he was, he was um, nicknamed Woody, Bill Kerr uh, uh, played representative football and he was your uncle, is that correct? No, no, that's the wrong Woody. Okay. This is Dennis. Dennis Kerr, okay. next door. Woody, oh, that's what they used to call him as a nickname, was Woody. Okay. But uh, my uncles, Yep. they all played and... Cousins and second cousins, and they all played too. So it was a family affair, more or less, to a point. And 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 so Bill was your uncle, the one that represented Australia in the in the nineteen twenties. Yes, Uncle Bill. Yes, that's yep. his father's brother. Okay. And so was it because of uh, the family that soccer was just the the number one sport, and and it was obviously huge in Coromandel. In, in that era? Yeah, well, the grandfather yep. come out from Scotland. He played for Lark Hall. Yep. I think it was Lark Hall, Motherwell area. Okay. And he'd come out here, and there were three boys, and my dad was the uh, middle one, and Woody, or Bill, as he used to call him. He was a school teacher. Yep. But the other one, my father, he worked in the pit. And the younger brother, he was a, a truck driver or he owned his own truck and was on the council at, on the DMR years ago at Yass. They uh, filled in time that way. But the rest of the family all around, it was all miners and all yep. that worked in the pit. Working class. Yeah. And, and yourself, um, you enjoyed the game and, and went through and, and played not just with Coromel in in junior teams, but you played um, for Tech, your school as well. Is that correct? Well, when I went to Tech, yes, yes, yes. It was PSSSA, yep. they used to call it in them days. It was, um, we only went three years at high school. Oh, senior, uh, secondary school, school. put it right. And um, it was all over. And it, well, I left school when I, last year of school when I was late 14. Yep. And started work before I was fifteen. And and in terms of um, you played in those Coromel Junior teams and and for Tech, but you also uh, uh, played a bit of junior representative uh, soccer as well. In terms of uh, for an Illawarra representative team, uh, only in school. Yep. And, yeah, in the district, younger days, like up to 14s and that, yep. because I didn't play anything with over 14 with the district. Okay. Because when I was playing with the other team then when I was 15. And so when um, I look back on my career, you know, um, I didn't start playing, you know, first grade um, up until I was in my 20s. So, you know, you, you said it yourself just then, you were 15, 16, 
uh, playing with the men. Um, how did that come about and, and, and what did you think and, and did the family think anything of it in terms of, geez, it's a young age to be playing first grade football? Well, we used to play out on the footpath. Yep. And my cousins, second cousins and that sort of family, they were two or three years older than me. Yep. And they were playing in the teen, senior teams. <clears throat> and um, we used to play on the footpath and I was getting knocked around just as big, much as they were, so <laughs> I then sort of progressed up and uh, seen that I was a bit quick. Then I got sort of into the senior team Yep. when I was what, 14 and a half, 10, 15, and then from then onwards. They were looking for somebody, well, not looking, but they were always, always on the road, yeah. And so when we look through, um, you know, I look through the record books as um, one of my hobbies, but uh, the 1950s was... Um, you know, Coromel was one of the strongest clubs, um, not just in the Illawarra, but in the state. Yes. And so it must have been, um, do you look back on it now in, in, in a sense and say at a young age what a buzz it was to be around, you know, high calibre players and, and a great club the uh, Coromel Rangers were? It was. It was very good in them days, yes, yes. But the only thing wrong with it, I got left out. Yep. Because when we used to go to Sydney playing, yep, play Saturday afternoons, we'd come home to um, the likes through Liverpool Way. Yep. Well, one of it, the fam- one of the family friends or one of the locals had a pub at, at Liverpool. Yep. Down, what's the camera? Down at the station off the main highway. Yep. It was down at the station. Anyhow, he had to start at the pub. They could get in, but I couldn't get in. So I'd have to sit in the bus. <laughs> so they'd be there at 9, 10 o'clock at night. And, and you were just waiting in the bus. And I couldn't get in. So, and, and, and for the listeners' benefit, you know, when you uh, did start playing first grade in that, those early 50s, you know, 53 and, and onwards, it, it was, um, you know, every second week you were, apart from when you played Winuna. Um, or, or Bowgowney, you know, you're always in Sydney and, and sometimes potentially at the end of the season or in, in the League Cup, um, you could potentially be up in Newcastle or in the Hunter region. That's, that's right, yes. So what were your, uh, in those years, um, you know, there's, there's obviously the, the players that we, you know, uh, sort of come to the fore in terms of Bob Bignall and, and Bob Young. Yes. Uh, but, you know, um, who, who were some of the... Uh, players that sort of um, you became friends with quite quickly and or coaches or committee that were sort of around in, in that when you were 15, 16? Oh, well you, you sort of knew the players because you grew up with them. Yep. Everybody in Coromel knew everybody. Okay. Not like today where... Hardly anyone talks to anyone. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it was pretty good. I used to go training and because I only lived up the road from the football ground, so... Yep. It was no problem for me to go home and when the training was finished and have a shower and all that, because the showers down at the old sheds were, weren't the best. <laughs> and and what about um, your first senior coach? Was it was it Bob Bignall or was it Harrington or 
Well, who coached you first, if you can remember? Dennis came a bit later. Yep. Danny Ampovic. He was very good. He was a um, foreign coach that was over here. Yep. And he came to Coromel and um, he played there. He was very good. And he coached the teams and that sort of thing. And then Dennis come along. He was playing at one stage. And, and that's Dennis Harrington. Dennis and Harrington, yeah. He was playing and then he sort of retired and yep. he took up the coaching game and went from there. Big little Bobby, yes. He was very good. He wouldn't hurt anybody. Um, good fella. And, and what about... Um that 54 season um, is won the, the Sydney Cup yep. um, and beat Winuna Bulleye 6-2. Um, you then also won the State League Cup final against Leichhardt Annandale 5-1. Yeah. And, and, and in that 54 season in the league, you were first in the league and didn't lose a game. So, yeah. you know, your, your second year of senior football and, and really you were... Unbeatable in the league and um, won a lot. It must have been just an amazing year. It was. It was very, very, very good year. And and what did you um, think of the football in terms of um, you were a right-sided attacking player? Is that correct? Right and left. Yep. Played both sides because in them days it was uh, they had the wingers. Yep. Not like today where. Three, four, whatever, three, or one up the front and rest down the back. <laughs> um, it's um, it was the old the old type football. Yep. And it was um, played as uh, you stayed out in your position, sort of, you know, and stayed you in your zone. Yeah. And do you do you recall um, any of those games from that '54 season, such as the? Uh, the Sydney Cup final or the that League Cup final against Leichhardt Annandale? Oh. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, Leichhardt, we, if it was played, Leichhardt most probably would have been played at Lambert Park. Yep. I think. Or Lambert Park, Mona Park, Gladesville Oval, uh, Blick Oval. Yep. Um... Yeah, they were more or less the grounds that we sort of played. Played away. But then you played at Newcastle too, so, yeah. And the 55 season was just as successful. You were first in the the Southern League as well and and, um, had an amazing result, an 11-3 grand final win against Cessnock. Yep. And won the Sydney Cup 3-1 in Auburn. It it must have been... um, I guess an amazing feeling to you know two years in a row that um, you know Newcastle teams, Sydney teams, and Wollongong teams to to be amongst the best of the best. And and you're still a teenager. Well, that right, it was very good in them days. Yes, and everybody sort of you know when you went down the street, everybody sort of knew you yep. because in them days, whoever lived in the town knew everybody. Not like yeah. and and. In terms of um, uh, the crowds at Memorial, you know, yes. those years being successful, 
I'm, I'm assuming that they would have been uh, pretty big crowds and, and pretty uh, parochial. Oh, very, very, very parochial. Uh, some of the crowds were two and a half thousand, some were up to five. Yep. Uh, it was all packed in the ranges ground at Memorial Park. Yep. And um, oh, it was quite good in them days, yeah. And, and for yourself, like you spoke about going out in the street, um, do you think back in those days that um, the soccer club was very much part of the community and, and that it gave uh, people in the community a buzz to have, you know, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the state for, for a couple of years like that? Uh, it was very good. People used to come from Wollongong, um, down Port Kemner, down that way, and up around Carlisle, all used to Helensburg, all used to come to the game. Yep. The crowd couldn't move. Luckily, as I say, I only lived up the hill, so I only walked down the hill. But yeah, it was more or less a, a family affair. And and what about um, you know, the '56 season? Um, it wasn't as successful as 54 and 55, second in the league, in the Southern League, and and lost the, the state grand final to Cessnock um, and, and the state league cup to Leichhardt-Annandale. But uh, again, um, it just seems, uh, well, I don't think to the people today realise how successful and how strong a, a squad Coromel had in that era. Do you think it was... It wasn't just a starting eleven. There was many players that could come in and fulfil it, like in the Alliance, which was the reserve team, wasn't yeah, it? Yes. That could come in. Yes. And what? Yeah. In them days, every team had a reserve grade team, and most of them players would could fit into the first team without any problems. Yep. So it was whoever was on the day got picked, and away you went. And and do you? Do you remember some of the the blokes um, and how they played, or who was your, you know, favourite player to watch? Even though you're out in the field doing your job, you know, um, you know, there's people like Bill Pearce, um, Phil Peters, Tom Willoughby, um, Keith Learmonth, um, Jim Brown, and 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 Jimmy Ronnie, Brown, yeah, and Ron Burns. Jimmy Brown's just as nearly as old as me. Yep, he played in goals, not Jackie Brown. Okay. Yeah, Jim Brown. Jim Brown, yeah. Yep. He was a little bit younger than me. Yep. When he come in, he was about, he might have been about 18 or something like that, 19 or something, when he come in and started to play. And do you think, um, uh, apart from maybe skill and, and, and the physicality that you learned on Wilga Street amongst uh, family and friends, it was speed was one of your biggest assets? Yes, it was, definitely. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Because in them days it was a totally different game as this play today. Yeah. Today it's you know push the ball around. In them days it was kick the ball and chase it. A bit more direct. The at the end of the um, fifty six season, um, I, I don't apart from reading it, it, it appeared that there was ended up being a breakaway competition. You know, there was before '56. It was just the New South Wales Association, and um, and then in in '57 you had the New South Wales Association. But then you had this other competition, the Federation yeah. competition. So, um, Coromel Rangers in that first year um, stayed in that competition. But in in '58, um, 
at the at the start of that fifty eight season, um, the Coromel Club split up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, looking back on it now, or even at the time, uh, you know, you were still an extremely young man, yeah. um, and maybe still even a teenager or just turning twenty. Um, what did you think of that? Like, it seems a bit bizarre that. In that 1958 season, there was still a Coromel Rangers, but there was a Coromel United as well. Yeah, well, that was only caused by the hierarchy in Sydney. Okay. They wanted to change everything because well, we were winning a few games and yep. the local teams in Sydney weren't sort of doing too good, so they wanted to change it. Uh, they wanted to make a different type of competition or whatever, and, and it got to the stage where some of the players... Um, sort of retired. Yep. Some of the players then got bored out by the Sydney people, went to Sydney to play. They didn't play long up there. they yep. be like if they did two seasons then went back and give it away altogether. So for yourself, was it, because you played a couple of seasons there with Coromel United, yep. for you, was there, there wasn't an issue you know, was it still fine in the community that there was two Coromel teams and that you went with one and not the other? Um, was it an issue or was there... But I don't think there was two teams. Okay. I don't think there was two teams. It was just United. United. Yep. Uh, they changed their name at one stage to United yep. and then it sort of it just fell away because they changed the competition format from Sydney. Okay. And um, that was... That was it. And then um, at the end of that 59 season, um, you finished up with United and then uh, Coromel United merged with Wununa to become South Coast United. Yes, yeah. And um, and then you stayed with um, Coromel Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So did you, um, even though you're still relatively young, did you still wanted to play at South Coast or you just wanted to play locally? Or I just wanted to play local because I... Family and yep. had to work, and because I was a working in the pits, because I was a tradesman. Yep. And I work in the pits, so by the time you went to work Saturday Saturday morning to work overtime, you'd leave in the pit. Well, I used to leave in there at say twelve o'clock. Yep. And walk out three miles. Yep. Out to the service and have a shower, then go down to the football. So you know, by the time you got the football, you're bugging more or less. You know, so. And as well as that, every second week you've got to go and play away. And yeah, knock it, knock it. So it was more in terms of supporting the family, obviously, and, and keeping your job that you... And so the rest of that, um, the rest of your career, you did play with, with Coromel? Did play with Coromel, yeah. And, and what did you think uh, after playing in the 50s in, in the State League? Um, how big was the difference between oh. state league and the local league? Big drop. Big drop. Big drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the you didn't have the range of players yep. that you had when you were playing with the top games. Yep. You had the other teams. Don't get me wrong. Conroe Rangers in them days had some good players, but yep. they were good players that still had to reach up to, to yep. beat as the top. But when you played with the top ones. It was a total different story when you went on. Everybody pulled their weight when you were in the big team, but in the, the younger team, because yep. all the young ones, they um, some of them weren't fat income, some of them. Yeah. 
so it's more responsibility on on because even even though you're probably in your 20s you were considered a one of the veterans in the team or one of the experienced players so a lot of that skill and responsibility fell on yourself I did yeah so do you think um those um did you, when you look back on it do you think you were just extremely lucky apart from having deserved your spot based on merit but to have the combination of players and and people that were at the club in those mid 50s where you had that uh, fantastic success yes i do it's in them days it was football yep everybody was really keen on the football yep and once you got into the top of teams and you played the likes of Wanuna, Balgani and the Sydney teams, it was a different story than playing um, Fernhill, EPT, um, Dapdale, Nemesody, Helmsburg. Yeah, different story. And so um, when did you end up uh, retiring? Did you play into the 70s or was it just in the end of the 60s that you retired? We went to play a season and you had to go there for work. Yeah. Well, I had a game over there yeah. for work. So you went over to Wyala for work? Yeah. Yep. And was over there for two years and come back. Had a couple of games over there, yep. but uh, you had to travel too far. So. so was that in the late 60s, was it? Yeah. No. Uh, well, no. Mid-60s. Mid-60s. Because Mid-60s. Mid-60s. then it was five when we came back, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, but over there it was all the pommies that came over from yep. working and all that. So, then you played in Wyala. I think it was two teams in Wyala. Yep. And you played at um, Port Augusta, Port Perry. Yep. And other teams. Then they just played around sort of competition over there. But it was good, but you had to travel too far. Yeah, very much a, a, a but, large regional area. Yeah, and you travel with the family, the car and and uh, the kids and all that sort of thing. And, uh, of course, the car broke down on occasions. And... <laughs> it did one day and they picked us up on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> the soccer players. We had to sit there and wait about three hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a big wait, or even just normally well, if the car doesn't break down, it's... That's right, yeah. yeah. So... I guess um, if you look back on it now, is there um, what are you the most proud of in terms of your soccer career? Oh, proud of most probably is be is that I was young enough, keen enough, and I was lucky enough to get in the right team at the right time, <laughs> and we won a few games, and then I remember playing one game at. Newcastle at uh, Adamstown, no, not Adamstown, West World's End, World's Adamstown, World's End. Might have been World's End. Yep. I was in the Air Force doing my national service. Okay. And I couldn't train, but I was still available for selection. Yep. And when the team went up there, they picked me up there, for up there, so I played up there and I scored about two or three goals or something in the game. And... It was very good. I mean, the crowds were just very vocal. Yep. But if you went into the dressing shed, you had to look around and all you could see was these little holes where there'd been the sheets of iron on the shed yep. in the showers 
had been used on a building site, <laughs> on the walls or fences, <laughs> and it was just like uh, fresh air. So very, uh, very sparse and very minimal for the away team, and the home team, and the home team as well. And they had a bit of a grand, a bit of a stand there. Yep. And the time that I was playing at that time, they had this stand there, and the bus. There was a bus of footballer supporters. Yep. And there was another bus for the coot players. Okay. In them days, which is a very popular sport. Very popular sport at. Newcastle yep. and Belganiel area yep. was the clay coits. Yeah. And uh, they went up there and um, we played and they were playing coits at the back and people were winning money. And... <laughs> well, it was very good, but I had to get back to the Air Force base at uh, Wyala. No, yep. at uh, uh, um, Rathmines. Yep. On Port Macquarie, on Lake Macquarie. Yep. Port Macquarie. Just there at Newcastle. Well, I had to be back for twelve o'clock at night, so I think so. Everybody else was. So that was your curfew. So, so there was a a couple of years there where you're doing your your national service, where you you only played six months, the occasional game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about um, locally, or is there any other games that you can remember in terms of uh, state or or league cups um, that stick in your memory in terms of? the game you played or goals you scored or oh. something that might may have happened? No, not really. No. Just part of the course. And and what about um some of your teammates? Um can you potentially give a, a description about a couple of them that um you remember fondly, like Bob Bignor or oh, or, yes. or, or Keith Learmonth or some of those guys? Yeah, Keith Learmont is still going at the moment. Yep. Uh-huh. And so for the listener, where did Keith play? He played uh, centre forward, striker. Very tall fella. Yep. Um, Didn't take a backward step. And um, he was very good. Bit dangly on occasions, but yeah. yeah, He fitted in the bill. Teddy Drain. Yes. He played there. Well, he was just about getting towards his end End of his career. End of his career. And uh, he was very good. Um... Bobby Bignall, yeah, he, he used to, uh, on the bread cart, and he was a minor too, sort of thing. And, um, and he was a defender, was he? He was a defender, central defender. He ended up captain the uh, Australian team in the Olympic Games. And so what made him, um, and was he captain of uh, most of the Coromel teams? Yes. So uh, what made him a good captain, do you think? Oh, he was easy going and uh, yep. he wouldn't do anything that, ask you to do anything that he couldn't do. Yep. So, he, you know, if you got past him once, good luck to you. <laughs> Second time, forget about it. <laughs> and, and what about um, um, other players like George Wheatley? George Wheatley, where yes. did Where did he play? He played um, uh, centre-back. Yep. With, like... In them days, he used to have two on occasions. Yep. And him and uh, Bignall played on the right wing, right half. Yep. And Bobby Young played on the left half. Yeah. And George Whitley played in the middle. And um, there was um, Billy Taylor. Yep. He, from Thoreau, he now lives at Nowra. He was a defender, fullback. Um, Phil Peters, he'd come from Cessnock, Newcastle. 
down this way to play. Okay. From up that way. And um, Doogie Burns, Ronnie. And so uh, Peters and Burns, were they attacking players? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Bill Peters was inside forward. Yep. And uh, he was a little chubby little fella and, you know, he was he was good, yeah. yeah. And... Um, and what about, um, what are some of the other players that I can, uh, what about um, Dave James? Davey James, yep. yeah, he was just, he was like, he was in the same era as Teddy Drain. Okay. Yeah, he was very good on the right wing. And so what about um, coaches? Um, you had a few, was it pretty much because of the, the especially the team in the 50s, was it? Pretty easy going. That everyone everyone knew their job. Yeah. So the coach, uh, it wasn't a case that he selected the team. There was a selection, selection committee. committee, which is a bit different from today, where yeah. yes. the coach or the manager picks the team. So yes. um, you know, uh, sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And then the best the best thing about it in them days, we had what a fellow called uh, Jack Morris. Yep. I have. Yep, who who was a player in himself, but then became a journalist as well. Yeah, he didn't play much. He might have played with Tarawana, but but not didn't. at a high level. He was uh, gifted a gab. Yep, he was um, electrician's offsider. Um, he used to do a bit of uh, radio work and um, advertisement, that type of thing. Yep. He was very good at that sort of thing. So. It'd spin your tail, whether it was right or wrong. He didn't take any notice. Yeah. And he used to get the crowd in and that sort of thing. Yeah. So he was on the committee and the selection committee as well? No, uh, he wasn't on the selection committee. No, but he was no. just on the committee He's general? The com- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and did you, um, once you retired, did you did you miss it a lot? Or, uh, or you know, having, you know, full-time work and... And a family meant that, you know, you had other things to definitely keep you occupied. But did you miss the, I guess, the camaraderie, um, you know, being around being around the teammates? Yeah, yeah, that way, yeah. I wasn't, didn't wasn't worried much about the game. Yep. But uh, people that you knew all that, yeah, they were different. You were president for 11 years? Oh, yeah, at the Rangers, at the district. Team. Okay, so so when uh, and when what sort of period did you then get on the committee at, at Coromel Rangers? Oh, when was that, mate? Um, oh, the last member now. Yeah, so you were there for a, about a decade on on the committee. Yeah, and so. Um, did part of you obviously still wanted to be involved and still still involved with it? Yes, to a point. Yeah. And so you were you were president, were you? Or, president. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess when you were then uh, president, it was a different era to to when you played. Yes. yes. Different set of challenges. That's right. And, everything and was changed. So everything. You didn't have the quality of players. Yep. You had the you didn't have the quality, but you had the quantity. Yep. And it's totally different. And um, you seem like you uh, are a doer rather than a than a talker, in the sense that you know you don't spend a decade on the committee unless you 
you want to do the work. Yeah. So you obviously still had a, a, a sort of care or, or a love for the club to to put in that sort of volunteering time and effort. Yes, I did, yes. And your wife, she was over there for a long time too. Your wife, out. Mary, helped out as yeah. as all supporting partners do. Yep, yep. She helped out. And, well, when she was here, she was even a coach for the young young fella and that down here at Russellvale yep. when they were kids because they didn't have any coaches or no... And he's, he's worked in that Yeah, so you didn't have the time and then... So what did you think um, uh, after being a player and, and then being a, a president? Um, was it being a player an easier role than, than being a president? Being a player was an easier <laughs> role, yes. Definitely. You just turned up. Uh, did you train and turn up and play? Where the others, it was a full-time job getting money in and running this, making sure you had steak sandwiches for the for the crowd that you hopefully yep. were going to get to the game and all that sort so of So we're probably talking sixties and seventies here that you're on the committee and yeah. and 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 in that early seventies, um, Coromel sort of come back and had some successful successful years there. They did, yeah. They you know, with the stuck. likes of Balambi being a, a strong team and Balambi, yeah. Coromel Fernil was getting up a bit too. Um, Balgan, he never seemed to make the grain much. They always seemed to be just about on the fringe, but yep. in the second grade, more or less. And, um, well, it was then all the people that shifted south. Yeah. So all and the, some of those southern clubs started to develop. Started to develop, and they had all the younger ones coming through, and all the ethnic people yep. moved down that way when they came down this way, so it was only a matter of time before they were going to take over. Grow, and and so when you, um, was it just, again, uh, a matter of time in terms of being a committee person that you'd done as much as you could, and, and it's pretty uh, relentless in terms of, yeah. it's not just the start of the season to the end of the season, there's a couple of months either side where you're preparing, like you said, sponsorship grounds. Non-stop. So you just thought, no. Nah. Uh, well, I've had my day. I said, if I had my turn, you know, give yep. somebody else a go now. So I sort of went into the background and uh, didn't worry too much about it from then onwards. Because people have asked me, oh, do you still get the games? I said, oh, yeah, I'll go and see a couple of games. Games. But then my grandkids come on and I didn't even get to go and see them play. Yep. Well, then that makes it difficult, doesn't it? Yes, and well, they had two of them. Yep. Two potters. They played for Dapto in that way. Yep. Played the Wolves. And then um, his sister played in the ladies' team. She was very good. But, and then my son sort of carried on. Yep. And, um, and and for the listeners, what's your son's name? Philip. Yep. And, uh, and he had a, a pretty successful career himself. Yeah, he, he did all right at the Wolves, yes, yes. Um, one of the junior, most improved player in the first year is there in the youth grade, sort yep. of. Which was a dish, sort of. Yep. And um, he got a few games in the first grade and carried on and... And then he moved away, sort of thing. And um, he moved to Queensland. 
chase some work, not chase some work, but with a family yep. and work and so. So did you um, enjoy that aspect of it in terms of um, when you did get the chance to watch the kids or the grandkids that, you know, uh, see that sort of full circle from where you began and you did enjoy that? Yes, yeah. And in terms of um, sort of the the history in the Illawarra, does it make you still feel proud that especially a a club like Coromel that's steeped in history and that's been around a long time that they're still going and that you had a you know a part to play as a player and as a committee person yes it's very good to to watch it all go around but now just looking at the latest results lately in the last 12 months or so yep the team more or less is in the first grade yep and it's it's up the bottom yeah where before they always used to be running also Rens. Yes. But now they're they're doing all right. Doing a lot better. Very, very competitive. Very competitive. And um, like you said before, you probably don't get to as many games as you'd like or, or want to. Do you still watch it though on the TV and oh. or or there's other sports or other other vices that you like uh like uh, doing? I watch whatever's on the T V as far yep. as sport and that sort of so. The soccer, yeah, I watched it last night. Um, but uh, I don't know, everything seems to have changed yep. since we went and um, or we played and that sort of thing. But now it's totally. Uh, it's controlled by the big people. Yep. Not, not, the, not the clubs, but, but the money people. Yep, it's, it's very much a. A corporate game compared to when you, yeah. like you said, played in the fifties, you'd get huge crowds that we locally couldn't dream of. Yes. Yeah. But like you said, there was a real community aspect to it that during the week you'd talk to people, they'd know who you are, and and then they'd come down and watch you on on the weekend. Weekend, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'd be playing at home, and next week you'd be away. So, so you know, you didn't know where you were, but you always. Got a good crowd, yep. And everybody was very vocal, and yeah. And what a did did you think? Um, even though the crowds were probably vocal at all games, did you think there was uh, more of a um, more? It was more boisterous, I guess, when it was Coromel versus Balgowney, or or when you played Winuna when it was a local derby. Was yeah, more, yeah. In them times, yeah, yep. very very good. They, they was more crowd and there was more, how would you say, noise and vocals and yep. all the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the crowd. Yeah, in the end days, yes. yes. And, and for you, um, do you remember the, the biggest local game that you played in? Was it against Winuna or was it against Balgani or because Coromel was so, so successful you always had big crowds at Memorial? Yeah, we always had big crowds at Memorial, yeah. But we put Winuna, yeah, it was always a big crowd in Winuna. And Balgowney, on occasions, yeah, they had a big crowd. But, yeah, it was always Winuna and Coromel. And some of the games, um, 5,000 there watching, yep. which is, in them days was magic. And, and, and do you sort of, at the time, because you were a very young man or 
teenager as well, did you think, geez, this is just fantastic? I just, you must have had a, you know, you're working, you had a full time job, a hard, hard job, and then you walk down the street in, from Wilga and then go to Memorial, and then you're thinking, geez, this is fantastic. Yeah, well, see, I was doing my time. Yep. It was five years in them days to do your apprenticeship. Yep. I had to do that. Forget about the football. Get your apprenticeship sure. done first because after football's finished, there's nothing. Yeah, you need to have a job. Because nobody in them days was making a living out of football. So if anything, it was just a bit of tiny little bit of extra money. That's all. Fred for the sideboard. And, um, but like you said, you know, trade first and, and then football second or yeah. soccer second. Because in them days, um, well, we only got, we did get paid. I must admit we got yep. paid. But we only got paid whatever people come through the gate. Gate. Now, that gate takings had to last us for two weeks. Yeah, not just, yes. didn't get it every week. You only played every second week. Well, we are only home every yeah, second, second week. home. Because when you went away, you never got anything, never got yep. a cent. So. so, A, it's dependent on the crowd. And then B, it had to look after you for that next week when you're away. And 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 for the listeners, you know, maybe the club helped out a little bit, but I'm, I'm assuming, you know, there was expenses when you're going up to Sydney or Newcastle. Well, we used to go up in a bus. Yep. And the bus was run by the club. Okay. So all the seats were for the players first, and the rest, whoever would come along, filled them up. Yep. The wives and all that sort of thing, and a few spectators. But then we went to Newcastle, we, they have a bus and go up there and it was away for two days, sort of. <coughs> stay overnight and Night. come back the next day, sort of thing, so. And that must have, I guess, for you, because you were doing your trade and and uh, I guess then had a family as well, that that was part of your decision-making to yeah. then say, hey, I'll, I'll just stay locally. I won't continue in the state league because you you could have potentially kept playing or trying out for South Coast United or Balgowney in the sixties, but but in them days when the when the breakaway came, there was only one team Coromel was going to be in it, and then Winuna and Balgowney weren't. No, and then they sort of uh, people come down from Sydney and was buying all the players from in the team, so we didn't have a team more or less of anybody that you could call a player. Yeah. So they just folded up and anybody that was keen enough went to Sydney, but not too many of them travelled to Sydney and played and that. Because it was a big a big task in terms of just time and potentially yeah. uh, money that could be earned in your job. Yeah. So you look back now uh, on your career and and your time as not just as a player, but, you know, over a decade as a, a committee person... A caramel. Uh, you, what do you, what do you think of it now when you look back on it? You know, is it, is it all positive or you're very proud of of what you've done and what you've achieved? Oh yes, it's been very positive, and I'm quite happy with what happened and how far we got and the things that happened and everything. Even when the football sort of finished and you went into the administration side, yep, it was. It was different. Yes. And everybody knew you sort of thing. So you weren't one person out. Everybody knew where you were from and who you were and that sort of thing. But it was a total different 
aspect as not as a player but as a, as a, an official for sure yeah uh, to get the club or the team on the paddock week in and week out sort of thing, so. and have a strong club off the field as well yes because you, you know, used to get sponsored by them days sometimes the league's club at Coram yep and um, they went for years and the next thing you know they sort of went quiet uh, and then um they went to the RSL, but I don't think they lasted long there, so I don't know where they are now. Yeah, I think they're back at the RSL, so um, it's pretty close there. And um, is uh, Memorial uh, Memorial Park your, your favourite ground? Oh, of course, yes, 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 yes. Can't, can't beat that. It's a little bit <laughs> tapers away, a little bit on the on the right. Yep. Down to the corner, it's yeah. downhill. So when you look down there and you look up, you can just see the other sideline. <laughs> but yeah, nothing's changed there except it's improved a bit. Yep. Uh, with the fences all around it and the trees and, and a few seats and that around it now. It extended the grandstand, uh, the sheds and yep. uh, cafeteria, uh, canteen as they call it. They extended all that and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good now. And even when you were playing in the 50s and, and 60s, when you were getting those big crowds, the, the pretty much, was it fenced in like it was then? And yeah, we always had a fence around the inside. Yep. Steel fence. But, not, but not on the outside, though? No, no, no. Some yeah. of them so that's why the crowds could pack in, really, there? Oh, uh, well, there's... Um, they never had, to, well, the fences were around, but they weren't like they are today, cyclone yeah, wire. Yep. They were tin and all that sort of thing. And um, uh, bushes were grown on the other side <laughs> of them. And, you know, you just. So, really, when they were packed in there, in yeah. their thousands, it was pretty much like sardines in that sense. And more or less, yeah. Because yep. they used to play cricket there years ago, too. So Memorial. not at Zooms, they'd play at Memorial then. Memorial Park, they did in play. In the summer. Up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well, it's it's been a, a great pleasure. Is there any other sort of players or committee people that you can think of any other funny or or, or special anecdotes that you can remember? Uh, Alan Peace, he did a magic job for Coronel Rangers. Yep. When they were in the district playing. Yep. He, he was on the he was in the seniors, but yep. he was only on the committee. He didn't play. Yeah, he's got a couple of boys that might have played a bit, but yeah, he he took over more or less run the the, the district Coromel Rangers. Yep, he was there for years and very very good, very good. And so you worked with him closely. And... Oh, of course, yeah. Alan, magic it was. He could do anything. Peter Dent's there now. Yep, he's. He's come and gone, sort of thing. But yeah, he's back again. I think now. Yep. He went to the district at one stage to to uh, improve his career. Yep. Uh, but he, I think he's back. He was up at Tarawana. I'm not too sure whether he was up at Tarawana or what. No, he's he's at Carmel and he's helping out the uh, uh, the men's council again. Yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a he's a good man and yep. a funny man. Yeah, yeah, Peter. <laughs> well, his boy played there. Yep. Michael and uh, uh, 
Beryl, she'd been very good too. She was yep. in canteen and that for years, years. Well, like you said before, your wife Mary uh, helped out a, a great deal. So uh, yeah. it was usually uh, the case when you're on the committee, you know, your partner helped out as well. Family affair. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, that's that's the way it went in them days. Yeah, it's par for the course. Well, it's yeah. probably still the same these days, I know. Uh, I uh, greatly appreciate my wife's uh, efforts. I'm involved on the Bowgiani Committee and, and my mum and dad help out as well um, a great deal. Well, um, if there's uh, nothing else uh, that you wanted to m- mention, Warren? Or, uh, no, nothing much that, uh, that you haven't covered. Well, I, I greatly appreciate your time and, and thank you very much for letting me into your house and, and thanks thanks to Mary as well, um, especially to interrupt uh, your Monday afternoon. So thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. No worries. Thank you very kindly for uh, being able to uh, help you out whenever. No, I, I appreciate it greatly. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, thanks to Mary and Warren for letting me into their home. I greatly respect the brief time I spent with them. It was an honour to speak with a nice man and his nice wife who had a great impact along with many others at the Coromel Ranges over various decades in different roles. Finally, thanks again to the listeners for your support and please keep listening. I'm your host Travis. Goodbye for now. (laughs) 